generally, you spend the entire time sweating through your clothes while trying to read your book. It's one thing to write about trauma. It's another thing to have other people read about trauma, but then you have to read it out loud? What? I wrote my book because I'm a regular, ordinary Black woman having a human experience. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet writer and comedian Samantha Irby, actor, director, and screenwriter Guinevere Turner, and blogger Marcy Alvis Walker. Tune in to hear what it was like for these authors to narrate books about their own lives, and who would cast Christine Baranski as a narrator. Enjoy! Hi, this is Samantha Irby, author of Quietly Hostile. I wrote my book because I would not get paid if I didn't write this book. After my last book, my agent was like, let's sell another one. I had no ideas. I had no outline. And I don't know what he said. He tricked them into buying another book. So then... I had to write it because I needed the money. So it's the same thing I always do, like just write about myself incessantly. So it's extremely easy, but I don't know that I would call it inspired. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be sweaty. I don't know if you know what a recording studio looks like, but generally when you're recording an audiobook, they lock you in a padded closet that's very warm from the lights and equipment, and you spend the entire time sweating through your clothes while trying to read your book in front of people you really want to impress, which makes you sweat even more. I realized I had trouble pronouncing tousled, which I always thought was tousled. It's one of those words that you see a lot, but apparently no one ever says it because I've gotten through 43 years without knowing how to say it. But now, since I had to be corrected, I will never, ever forget. It will haunt me until I die. I guess what I'm excited for people to hear is that I don't sound how they expect me to sound. Every time one of my audiobooks comes out, someone messages me like, oh, I didn't know you sounded like a Midwestern Valley girl with terrible seasonal allergies. I don't know what people think I sound like, but inevitably, every book, There's someone who thought, I don't know, I sounded like James Earl Jones, who is surprised and maybe even delighted that I sound like this. If I wasn't going to record my own audiobook, I would cast Christine Baranski. She has an incredible, very elegant voice, like incredible diction, like she's amazing. And I think it would be absolutely hilarious to hear someone with that golden voice 
read my book about going to the toilet. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Vivica A. Fox's memoir. And that's because not only does she have an amazing voice, but she managed to do this thing that I think I try to do, but I don't think I actually achieve it, where you feel like you're sitting with your homegirl who's like telling you a story. It doesn't feel like, you know, I'm listening to an audiobook. It feels like she called you on the phone and was telling you stories about when she was a kid. It's amazing. I have to be someplace where it's just me in a little cocoon listening to my audiobook. If I am awake and can see any other distraction, I will be distracted. So like, I can't listen in the car because I need to pay attention to traffic. I can't like listen in the living room because there's a TV in there. So in the shower or in bed. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. The day before the last normal day, I was sitting in a bland, sparsely furnished corporate apartment in Chicago, strategizing the fastest and least physically taxing way to pack up all the unnecessary purchases I'd made in the six weeks I'd lived here and drive them to Michigan while somehow managing to avoid the many deadly germs threatening to implode my lungs between there and here. I was in Chicago to work on the recently canceled, <sighs> brilliantly funny, and heartfelt television show, Work in Progress. Hello, this is Guinevere Turner, author of When the World Didn't End. I wrote my book because... My childhood is very complicated and unique, was very complicated and unique, and I, it's a lot to explain. Now I can just say, I wrote a book, so read that, and then you'll know everything about me. <laughs> if I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be surreal. It's just surreal to talk for that many hours in a row, and it starts to feel very bizarre, especially you're reading your own words and of course, I've read them 1,000 million times to myself, but then I have to face them in this whole other way. It was often an out-of-body experience. I realized that I have been mispronouncing the word echelon. <laughs> I see, I can't even remember. Is it echelon? It's echelon. I was excited to record the parts of my book that have my grandmother's voice. She had a very distinct way of talking. I mean, she was like, born and raised in New Jersey, but sort of always spoke with a vaguely British vibe. And it was fun to really try to nail that and do her justice. I prepared for recording the audiobook by listening to audiobooks and by trying really hard not to overthink it. It's one thing to write about trauma. It's another thing to have other people read about trauma, but then you have to read it out loud? What? <laughs> it was fine, but I really just tried not to think about it too much. It's just talking. If I had to record again, please don't make me record this book again. <laughs> if I had to record again, there's nothing I would have done differently. I learned a lot about how to do it, how to preserve your voice, when to recognize that your voice is about to turn on you. I could do it all again and even better.
If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I think I would cast the actress Lizzie Kaplan. I just think she has a great voice. It's kind of scratchy. She kind of has a lisp. It's just very unique. I just could listen to her talk endlessly. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Trevor Noah's Born a Crime. It's kind of an inspiration because he had a very messed up childhood, but he's a comedian and a performer, and so he just does a great job of elegantly telling the story. And no matter how you feel about Trevor Noah, the price of admission is well worth how he does his mother's voice. I actually only listen to audiobooks on road trips. I recently drove across the country and listened to Trevor Noah and Michelle Obama, and it's just a great, great thing for that. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. On January 5th, 1975, the world was going to end. All the world people were going to be wiped off the face of the Earth, but not us, because a spaceship was going to come and take us to Venus, where we would live. This seemed completely plausible to my six-year-old self. Exciting, even. We were going to live on the planet of love. I spent the day dreamily wandering the grounds of our Los Angeles property, knowing I would never see this place again. I was feeling sentimental and melancholy, but not really. Hi, this is Marcy Alvis Walker, author of Everybody Come Alive, a memoir and essays. I wrote my book because I'm a regular, ordinary Black woman having a human experience. And a lot of books on race are written by people who are scholars or they are diversity trainers. And I wanted to just write a book about what it's like to just be a regular person navigating race. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be surprising. I'm surprised at how much work it takes to create an audiobook, and I'm also surprised at how much support you get when doing it. I realized I had trouble pronouncing a lot of words, <laughs> and my husband probably won a lot of arguments. I was insistent that he was wrong, but I'm realizing that he was probably right a lot of times. I'm proud that I was able to use my kids' they-them pronouns. That is probably the thing that I'm most proud about. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Viola Davis. I loved her memoir, and I loved the way that she performed it. But I'm not an actress, so I just would love to have someone like that. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. I think she and I could have some interesting conversations about our mothers. I love listening to audiobooks while I'm cleaning my home. I love just putting on my earbuds and just going to town. And sometimes I can make it through like at least two or three hours of a book. And now, listen to a clip from Marcy Walker's audiobook. When I was five years old, Nada, my mother, put me in the back seat of the car, and we headed 20 minutes outside Cleveland to the doorstep of my paternal grandparents, her ex-in-laws, where after a few moments of polite chit-chat about the traffic and the weather, she left me there for good. 
I was five and unaware that her goodbye was a permanent handoff. I was the last of her five babies that she treated this way, relinquishing us into better hands with her blessing. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.